I wonder how many people when they're listening, they're they're right in tune with you, and then all of a sudden it's just like, ah, oh, I want to hear more on that. It's the cliffhanger effect. It's not what I'm going for, but it's there. It works. <laughs> Hopefully it brings them back. Yeah, it works. It works. Um, okay, so our last segment is uh, the end times. Yeah. Wow, this is going to be jarring to try to keep it to uh, 14 minutes. Yeah. You want me to just start it off again? Okay. So, uh, welcome to Grace Minutes. We're glad that you've tuned in. Uh, I have David Bigler in the studio with me. Actually, I'm in his studio. You're hearing this on Grace Minutes, but it's actually pre-recorded uh, in his studio and being shot as a video that will go up on the Apostle Talk ministry of Iron Sheep's ministry. David, thanks for joining me again. Yeah, thank you. I'm having fun. If it, people haven't been with us all this week, you want to just mention where can they actually go to see, hear this again and actually see the video as well. All five of these segments, Monday through Friday, will be up on ApostleTalk.org. Just scroll down and you'll see all five uh, of each of these segments um, and be able to watch uh, our conversation. Or listen in. There's also, we do have the podcast as well. So each of these will go up as independent podcasts. You can just do a search on anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just do a search for Iron Sheep and you'll find them that way too. And today our subject is the last days, which we very well may be in. And especially with what's going on in Israel, with the war uh, against Hamas. Yeah. And by the time this airs, both on Grace Minutes and Apostle Talk, much will have transpired. So we're limited because we're recording here on October 12th. Uh, and the world is watching, and you're probably seeing on the news. And maybe saddened, sickened, depending on what you're watching for video content of the, the horrific attack uh, of Hamas, uh, the terrorists on Israel. And now Israel's response, how are they going to deal with this attack? that's baited them, basically baited them into this war and uh, what that may mean. The whole world is picking sides. Uh, as you said, it's Thursday the 12th right now. And when we were talking about this, the video doesn't even air until November 2nd. Uh, the audio airs the week of the 23rd of October. And what you're seeing right now, uh, today and yesterday, is Israel's retaliation for the terrorism that Hamas brought into Israel and Israel is now responding and the world is now starting to posture saying uh, in defense of Hamas and the Palestinians in Gaza and what I see happening is a division across across the globe we've already seen um, Arab nations that have come out and, and openly said to the US if we intervene if we step in to support Israel uh, and their right to defend themselves, they will then attack us. And, and I can see the chessboard getting set where there's sides that are being divided. And I'm curious what's going to happen between now and the first week of November. Um, it's a daily thing of seeing this, of seeing what's happened. And it is causing a lot of people to ask this question about the Gog-Magog War and what that is. Do you want to explain? Sure. Uh, to my understanding, I'm not a prophecy expert, but I've, I've listened and heard and read some of them. This is one of the prophecies that has not yet been fulfilled, this war that will transpire, and it's prophesied in Ezekiel 38 and 39. And two-thirds of the Bible prophecies have already been fulfilled approximately. Well, uh, the, whole, the whole book. Is yeah. prophecy. Yes. Right? What percentage of the book, isn't it three quarters of it, is, is prophetic? 
That's a good question. I don't know the exact percentages. But it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of it. And some of it, uh, there's, depending on who you talk to, there's 300 to 600 prophecies in the Old Testament that are personified and came to pass in Jesus Christ. All of those came to pass. And there's whole conversations we can talk about uh, prophecy and the statistical analysis of just a handful of those coming to pass. Um, I think it's if seven. It's, it's between seven and ten. And I love this, this analogy just to give an idea of the, the, the numbers. If you were to take the state of Texas and you were to cover it uh, with silver dollars a foot thick, the probability of all excuse me, of just seven of those prophecies coming to pass in Jesus Christ. And it's either seven or 10. I don't remember exactly what the number is, but I know it's in those. It's a small percentage, right? It'd be the same idea as you jumping out of an airplane somewhere over Texas and landing, reaching down and picking up one silver dollar and having that be the one that you, before all this started, marked with a red X. That is the probability of either between seven or 10. And I didn't write this down beforehand, but that's the odds of seven to 10. Not even if it's 300 or even 600. Sorry, I get so yeah. excited about this. It's the, the whole book is prophetic. Yes, in the law of probabilities, if you begin to apply it in prophecy uh, and even in the origin of life, uh, whether it's uh, oh, you know, creation. creation. Yeah, uh, you start applying evolution. the law of probabilities in these biblical subjects. Well, that's why the earth keeps getting older and older and older. <laughs> it used to be 6 billion. Now it's 8 billion years old because they need more time because they realize how improbable it is for it to go from goo to you. I mean, yeah. sorry. Uh, you know, keep, keep us focused here. Yeah. And uh, so one third, approximately one third of the Bible prophecies are yet to be fulfilled and will be fulfilled rapidly in a seven-year period of time the uh, and then and then progressively over another thousand-year dispensation and then yeah. on into the the eternal state of the new heavens and the new earth but one-third of the Bible prophecies still to be fulfilled but this prophecy of the battle of Gog and Magog that involves Russia Persia Ethiopia Libya I'm reading from verse 5 of Ezekiel chapter 38 uh, Russia uh, Gog, Magog, Gomer, uh, Russia is involved here as well. This war has never happened, but it's easily foreseeable how it could be on the horizon because if Israel does attack Iran because they were part of the whole setup and sponsoring the, the terrorist attack, that would draw Russia into the fray because they have a treaty uh, with Iran. And so if it goes there, I'm not saying it will. I'm not saying, you know, thus saith the Lord or anything. But it's easily foreseeable that in the last days, the way things are shaking out, we could end up maybe by the time this yeah. broadcast. Yeah, that's why I intentionally motion. said that it's October 12th that we're filming, just in case. But it does make sense to me when you look at it is that Israel needed to be provoked. For, this, for, for the chessboard, if you look at it to happen— um, Israel was provoked by Hamas, and now Israel is retaliating, and now the world is coming in to defend uh, Hamas and to defend the Palestinians. But now, uh, right now, there is threat from the northern border. You have Syria and you have Lebanon coming in, and the question is, uh, Iran has made no qualms whatsoever to say that one of their goals, you have uh, the small Satan and the greater Satan, and, and that's Israel and the United States. And Iran has made it clear they want to annihilate 
Israel off the map. And so if they have the excuse to be able to do that, they might, but then at the same time, Israel cannot afford, this is the whole nuclear debate. If Iran gets a nuclear missile, if you're the state of Israel and you know that this massive Arab nation has come out and said they wanna annihilate you and they're trying to get a nuclear missile, you can't afford that. If one nuke goes off, Israel is so small, they're annihilated, they can't afford for that. So as you said, they might preemptively attra uh, attack Iran, but Iran might also, you know, it's like, who, what's going to happen? But I do believe that this could be the making of the Gog Magog War. But then again, it might not be. Yeah, the, the whole thought of prophecy is once it's accomplished, once it's fulfilled, it's easy to look back and see, yes, that's exactly what God said was going to happen. But before it's fulfilled, uh, we see through a glass darkly. I'm bringing Paul's words from 1 Corinthians 13. Before it happens... We, it's like looking in a dimly lit mirror. You're in your bathroom at night. You don't want to turn the light on. Maybe there's a night light in the room. It's very dimly lit. You stay long enough. Maybe your eyes adjust to the dim light. And you see a little bit of your reflection. That's what it means to see through a glass darkly. That's how we view the prophecies that have not yet been fulfilled. We, we don't see them precisely. They're not crystal clear. But doesn't it say that uh, as time, as we get closer to the end, that it will become clearer and clearer and and uh, be more illuminated as we get closer? Yeah, and that we see that aspect when you see something from afar off, you can't really make it out yeah. until you get in a closer proximity, then it becomes very clear. So, you know, whether we're going to see in this, whether we're going to see the Battle of Gog and Magog, before the rapture of the church or whether it happens after the rapture of the church? I don't know as it's crystal clear. So uh, let's define that. What is the rapture of the church? Just so people know what that is. Yeah. And the word rapture is taken from a Latin word rapios. Uh, but really in the Bible, uh, it comes from a, a, a Greek word. Carpazo. Carpazo. Which harpazo. means to forcibly snatch. Harpazo. And that's what Paul wrote uh, in his letter to the Thessalonians, that the church is going to be forcibly snatched. It's, it's a snatch. It's quick. It's a grab. And, yeah. and Jesus said he comes as a thief in the night. Nobody uh, is going to expect it. In fact, he said specifically in Matthew 24, 44, therefore, I'm quoting Jesus here, therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So that could be today, uh, tonight, right now, before you, uh, <laughs> will this even air if the rapture happens? I doubt it. This won't air. But oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I, th there isn't a problem I have that wouldn't be solved by the rapture. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it, looking at the prophetic timeline of the things that are going to happen, uh, I believe in looking at all the elements, Israel becoming a nation in 1948, um, Damascus is one of the prophecies that uh, Damascus would be a parking lot. That is a prophecy that hasn't come to pass yet. That is one that's still waiting. And the Gog-Magog War, those two things are independent of the tribulation, which is that seven-year period, which is going to be started. I believe that the it all comes to be. So think about this for a second, is that we know the Antichrist uh, is going to come on the scene and what's he going to do that's going to get the whole world's attention? He is going to sign a peace treaty 
between Israel and the Arab nations. So this whole idea of the Gog-Magog war happening right now, and then this world leader coming on the scene that is not going to come out and say, I'm the Antichrist. No, the world is going to love him and because he is going to usher in this peace, which I believe will be the beginning of the seven-year tribulation. Now, the question is, well, when is the rapture going to happen? And I believe that... Um, it could happen at any moment. There is nothing that has to happen in that prophetic timeline in between now and then. Yeah, the doctrine of imminency. Yes, I love that. Explain you know, that. And that, no, that nothing on the prophetic timeline has to happen. Some things may happen before the church is snatched out, but nothing has to happen before if the you, church is snatched out. If you, if you believe, so there's uh, pre-trib, mid-trib, and post-trib rapture is the different theories. Uh, uh, so seven-year period, three and a half years in is mid, and then post is at the end of it. The argument that I have for pre-trib is that how would you change how you live your life if you believe in a mid or a post-trip, because you're gonna wait for these things to happen. You're gonna wait for that peace treaty to be signed. You're gonna wait for the temple to be rebuilt. But the Bible, Jesus makes it clear, we need to be ready now. We need to live our life, uh, as I said, I think I said it in the last segment, is that we need to be ready to go, which means being ready to stay. Being ready to stay is being ready to go, and being ready to go means ready to stay. We need to speak truth to our friends with boldness because the rapture could happen tomorrow, but at the same time, if the Lord tarries, it, I mean, a day is a thousand years. So it, it might not happen for a hundred years, but we need to live our life as if it could happen tomorrow. Yeah. You mentioned the pre-trib rapture, mid-trib rapture, post-trib rapture, which there may be some of those, but there's a new terminology for the mid-trib rapture. They like to call it the pre-wrath rapture. And I mm. understand why they prefer that terminology, but it's really all the same thing. I have a friend that changed his position, his doctrinal position. He's still a friend, and we can agree to disagree. He's a great man of God. Love him dearly. Uh, in fact, he was uh, a guest of mine on the Grace Minutes program. And he told me, he said, before we go in, I just want you to know I switched to the pre-wrath theory. I said, well, that's interesting, uh, because I'm waiting for Jesus Christ, and you're waiting for the Antichrist. <laughs> And he laughed just like that, and we went in and did the broadcast. Let me just say one thing. I know we're getting very short on time. Um, this is all theory. This is an internal debate. Two Christians can have different views on the Millennial Kingdom, different views on the Rapture, and that's fine. These are not doctrinal issues. We can agree to disagree. Yes, but Jesus Christ is Lord, and we have a mission Amen. to make him known. Thank you for joining me this week on the Grace Miss program. I'd love to have you again, and please do join us again at this same time. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, we need so much more time. We need so much more time. Well, the nice thing is, you know what? Maybe um, you and I can continue this conversation um, and do individual apostle talks where we, and maybe it's not called apostle talk. Maybe it is just this uh, yeah. individual little piece. You know what? I'm going to put it out there because we're still doing apostle talk. If you would like to uh, have David uh, Moore, Pastor David Moore and myself, have conversations on different subjects on a periodic basis that are not restricted by time, but are simply restricted based on content and conversation, send me an email. Info at ironsheep.org and let me know that's what you want to hear and to see. As I spoke about at some point, time is so difficult. We, we have so little time between you and all the different things you have going with Greater Grace and the church and, and Grace Minutes and all this stuff that I have going with Iron Sheep. 
If we know that there is a desire and a call, in my mind, that is the Holy Spirit opening up a door saying that there is desire for you to do this. And this might be the impetus that brings that about. So if you want to see that, email me, info at ironsheep.org. And if you want to listen, continue to tune in to uh, Pastor David Moore, uh, Monday through Friday from 3.45 to 4 p.m., uh, the, locally here in the local area, it's 97.3 or 97.5 FM, but you can find the uh, call letters as well as the frequency on the AliveRadioNetwork.com, AliveRadioNetwork.com. You can also visit uh, Pastor David's church, GreaterGraceCC.org. The website is greatergracecc.org. You can come and meet the man himself and uh, listen to him preach on Sundays. What time uh, are your 10 o'clock Sunday morning, right off Sunday. exit 12 of the Northway, if you're a local uh, What's watcher. What's the address? That, if you put it in Google Maps, if you put Greater Grace uh, Community Church in, that's all you need. Google Perfect. Maps will bring you right to our door. It's right next to the Fairfield Marriott Hotel. The uh, actual street address is 100 Saratoga Village Boulevard, Suite 17, Malta, New York, 12020. And uh, well, beautiful. Let's uh, close with this. With, uh, blah, 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 blah. Let's close this <laughs> with some prayer. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't do that on uh, your radio program. You wouldn't have me back. Uh, oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this time. Lord, I pray that um, the work that we've done here in these individual segments, that it will achieve your goals mm-hmm. and that you will use it as a tool to preach your message to those people that you want it heard by. Thank you, Lord. Uh, I pray that you will continue blessing Greater Grace as a church, that you will put a hedge of protection around uh, Pastor David and his wife and his family, and that you'll continue to use him and bless him as he proclaims your word boldly. I pray also that you will continue to bless uh, Grace Minutes and that you'll continue giving him uh, inspiration for what you want shared on your radio program that you've given him responsibility over. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. This was a blast. It was. It was fun. An experiment. We'll see how it works out. (laughs) Awesome. Be well. We'll see you on the next one.